Hey there, this is Brandon Zelensky from P1, and you're listening to the Robocast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Sam Elliott64, and welcome back to the Robocast with myself, Steve the American Killjoy, and World of Woodrow. And it's time for the fifth episode review of BattleBots 2021. Yeah, it's still confusing. And this week it's we have season two games. Six, season Sam. six, Season six, it is, yeah. <laughs> you make it so much harder on yourself. I know. I, I'm just trying to be proper. Because that's what it says on the website, guys. Come on. Um, this week we have two guests, as you can kind of see on the little sidebar thing. We have Anthony D'Ambrosio and Brandon Zielinski from the P1 team. How are you doing, guys? Doing well. quite well. Thanks for asking. Good. Um, I think let's, let's talk about the elephant in the room, which I think... We, we kind of we well we actually did a whole kind of recording it was like didn't even record it a whole speech before this non, recording even started yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it happened but you didn't see it um p1 oh that's not go too far p1 what happened last year because it from from uh, certainly from our point of view it was a shame you guys didn't get in because i feel like you know when you have a positive record i feel like you deserve a spot in the, the end of season bracket and the reaction of a lot of fans and obviously, you know, a lot of people who watched BattleBots was kind of like, P1 should have been there as well. Was it kind of heartwarming for yourselves to kind of think, okay, we, you know, everyone thinks we should be there, but it just wasn't meant to be this time? Yeah, totally. I mean, so we've, a lot of people ask me, a lot of people ask me or ask our team in general, like, what is like, what is it like to be at BattleBots? Because they see it on TV and there's only so much that you really see on TV, right? So the thing with BattleBots is that, it, and this is what I've said a lot, is that it's the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. You get the moments that are good are incredible, and the moments that are bad are just awful. And the, because everything's amplified, right? And it's amplified through the lens of you have already dumped a thousand hours into this robot and tens of thousands of dollars. Hopefully not of your own money, but a lot of people do have, have their own finances into this robot and so everything that happens is amplified and so the crazy thing about that fight and specifically is the kind of how close everything happened the SME fight our third fight i mean when, when you're watching on tv you can sometimes see it's like oh well this fight happened in episode eight and then they released the bracket episode 10 but in reality that might have happened an hour apart or or this fight happened in episode 10 and then they released the bracket in episode 10 and those fight that that actually happened a day and a half apart so the crazy thing with this was that it was such a such a huge moment for us and they were so close together so i think this me fight probably happened around like 10 30 11 p.m we were over excuse me we we're over filming on the last day it was like after we were supposed to be done and Tony, I believe, too, was he was on pain train last year. Tony was lined up uh, for the slap box fight. And that one, that one ended up not even happening because they canceled it. They, like, just chopped it off the back. And it was the last, last fight of the night, and they cut it. We didn't even get yeah. the fight, but we were queued up for about four hours. Ready oh, for that oh God. Yeah. yeah. And so when I talk about, like, the lowest of, like, that's, that's brutal. Having that's as low as it did go too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so... The fight with Smee happened at probably 10.30 or 11 p.m. And it was so unbelievably incredible because we had been at BattleBots for two years. We had applied the year before that. 
And we had never, first off, we'd only got our first win that year, season five, but it was a kind of, it was a short fight. And then we had never really had a moment that was like, this is it, we're here, you know? And the SME fight was, was that and a bag of chips. And <laughs> it was so, so fun. And so that fight ended and then we went home and it was probably, so the, the, it ended up probably 11. We probably didn't get back until 12 or 1230. And then the bracket came out at like 1.30 or 2 a.m. So can you imagine us? We're like, oh, my God, we're incredible. This is so much fun. We're going to make it in the top 32. We have the 2 one record. This is awesome. And then the bracket comes out and we're not there. And that was as pretty, pretty low. That was pretty, pretty rough. And I think, I think everybody... Everybody team like obviously I was on pain train last year, but I think across the entire you know teams the pits it was kind of shocking to not see them there considering we just saw the speed fight exactly you know it was, like, it was so good it was it yeah was the fight it, it of the really, episode for sure I, I can't even emphasize in person how much fun that match was to watch and see me a robot so big just getting picked up and kind of. <laughs> passed around it was incredible it really was even fans of the the battle bots calendar it is the february uh picture it's, the... it's up on my what kitchen wall at the minute um and it's yeah, just I every time i see that. it i go no that's cool um, yeah, I, I, yeah i didn't even know that i just got sent a picture by somebody who has the calendar like two days ago he's like you know you're on the calendar this month right and i'm like yep nice used to me <laughs> it, it was i think the the reaction from the pits matches the reaction of everyone online um because there was a big outcry to say you know p1 I mean, we saw we saw it, it in the bracket, no, justice for p1 I, right we saw yeah, it yeah everywhere. I, think, and I think brandon's reaction when he lifted me is the reaction everybody had the sheer joy um yeah greg definitely got it got an earful a lot of people got an earful i, I wasn't i wasn't happy but the, mm. the one thing that one thing that i i try to always iterate when this comes up mm. is that i don't want to have people because especially everyone loves to go on the internet and argue about this stuff yep uh, I don't like to say, I don't like people saying, oh, this robot sucks. Like a lot of people love to single out specific robots and be like, well, this robot sucks. They shouldn't have been in P1, should have been in it instead. And I don't like that because the everyone else worked just as hard as we did mm-hmm. and are gracious for their opportunity to compete and compete for the nut. And yeah. they, it's, it's just stinks when people go on and like, well, this robot sucks. You should be in it instead. Like, no, it's like, we should have been, I, I personally believe that we should have been in, but I don't want to single out specific robots or teams or people and go, well, these robots stink. We shouldn't mm-hmm. have them in. Of course. And so the, as I say, at the event, and then the, the other crazy thing too, was the, after the bracket came out, we were still on the hook because we might've fought. Hypershock and Gruff were both not ready. Hypershock was right, overweight. Yeah. Oh no, Gruff was overweight and Hypershock wasn't ready. Uh-oh. And so we we were in the we were in backstage in the green room ready to fight either Hydra or Bloodsport or yeah exactly Hydra or Bloodsport and if it's not a fought, nice feeling really is it like yeah. of all teams we'll fight either one of these two like you know the top two you know yeah exactly Hydra I think would have been would have been tough I mean we don't like I don't like getting really sweaty with the wedge game and Hydra is the best like ground game there so mm. it's it's hard to, I mean, it would have been, it would have been a really, really hard fight. I think the only chance we would have had is if we had gotten to a side and just like rolled them over and if they had broken or something. But I mean, Bloodsport is kind of the robot we're designed to fight against. So I was like, damn, if we could fight Bloodsport, that would be pretty cool because I thought we would have more than a puncher's chance against Bloodsport. Mm-hmm. But 
anyway, so that ended up not happening. Gruff ended up cutting weight and Hypershock was ready. And so those fights happened and we were done. And yeah, like I said, it's, it was the, it was really low. And then when they filmed, I think it was going back to the point of how like close together or far apart things are. I think it was helped by the fan reaction was helped by the fact that it was like, our fight was in episode 10 and then they immediately came out the brackets and we weren't in it. Yeah. So that kind of was, and it also probably the reason why hypershock was probably singled out was they, it lost, was it, like, they lost in that episode as well, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. And they got, they got, they got, they got crushed by Endgame too. So it was mm-hmm. like hypershock gets crushed by Endgame. We have a really cool fight against me and then they're in it and we're not. And that's, I think that's yeah. most of the reason why the, the fan reaction was the way it's it was. It's interesting really, because yeah. if you look at such things as the strength of schedule and everything that the selection committee should be looking at, um, the, it's really odd because though Hypershock lost to a high-end robot, Endgame wasn't yet a high-end robot. It had done well in that season, but hadn't won a championship yet. So you you couldn't really call it one of the sort of major players. It was one of the top four, perhaps in the in the seedings, but that was only after they had that match with Hypershock. Whereas you know P1 fought Copperhead, Smee, mm. uh, and. Kronos. Who was the third? Kronos, Kronos, yeah. Kronos, yeah, the unaired fight. Kronos showed in previous years that it could be a really devastating bot. I mean, it wrecked Copperhead. Uh, so, you know, you, you beat the thing that beats you. Are you better than it? Who knows? <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the strength of schedule is, is a really weird one to balance and, and play with. I mean, Gruff had a fight against Extinguisher, which it lost. Extinguisher didn't do so well that season, so perhaps you weigh it up that way as well. But yeah, it is... I feel interesting, and I, I would have really liked to have known the sort of why they made the choices they did, as opposed to here you go, now fight about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, we, yeah. Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say the I, yeah, I'm a bit of a data junkie. I had all like yeah. the, the the teams written out and like what their records were and who they had fought and written down. I'm just looking at it. I'm like, why are we not in this? <laughs> ah, it was Especially brutal. two and one. Some parts where, of the bracket are a complete mystery. Some parts yeah. of the bracket. Yeah. The the what I heard. So I I had a chat with Greg Munson, Aaron Catling, and Peter Abramson mm-hmm. after that, and the general gist was that this me fight was incredible, but they didn't have confidence in us being able to win five fights and win the nut, uh, and that's like what they wanted to see in order for to put teams in. Mm-hmm. So that was the, that was the directly from them. What, what the, what the reasoning was. Um, I disagreed with it, but <laughs> that is flimsy as hell. <laughs> <laughs> and we was... covered that a little bit in our round of 32 breakdown yeah, we, last we, year with Pete. We, we spoke with Pete last year. And he kind of said, said <clears throat> something similar in a sense that any team that wants to be in that kind of end bracket needed to be something that they thought could, could win feasibly win, which, you know, not that P1 couldn't at the time, but I feel like, if it's a toss-up between Gruff, Hypershock, and P1, which I think is mostly what kind of people were saying at the time, of the three at the time, P1 maybe had the the lowest reputation. Like I don't know how how fair that is, but like it's at the time, I feel that's maybe the reason why they went that way. But in hindsight, you look back, you think it had a positive record. You can't really ignore that, can you? Yeah, <laughs> it's one of the no, worst parts about sports, though. You know, where you gotta you gotta make a cutoff somewhere. You can't just have every team in the playoffs. You, you, you've just described every argument well, for expanding. Uh, every well, the problem is every other sport other ever. sports go by records. So it's true, it's true. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot yeah. more. There's a lot more matches. So. We've yeah. had much to say in the past about yeah. win and you're in fights and things like that. Um, how we we dislike them and yeah, very much. Yeah, so. The strength of schedule <laughs> and, should be the thing they look at, but. 
the tough thing here too is that cutting from four fights to three it makes it so much harder yeah. Yeah, yeah in 2019 we had four fights well we didn't but <laughs> the teams, teams that were that were competitive had four fights and it gives so much more granularity to the bracket. They did four fights and then a top 24, if I recall correctly. Yeah. And it was, it made it a lot easier because in the three, the three fight system, it's a lot easier to just like kind of either skate through or have, a, I mean, it's just, it's just a lot harder to separate the bracket and kind of make a list rather than just like blobs of teams, you know? So if that makes you get sense, a better, you get a better sampling of, of performance with more matches, obviously. So, of course. Yeah. and what it did mean, we got two more awesome fights in the bounty hunters where, um, obviously the, the amazing sportsmanship from P1, uh, against tracer. And then, uh, just the, Balls to the wall match against Scorpios, which was so much fun to watch. I'd flip them um, five seconds sooner. Ah. <laughs> what could what could have been? What could have yeah. been? Um, yeah, we were in the ice wave bracket. Another robot that I thought we had more than a puncher's chance against. Yeah. I thought Scorpios was the hardest, the the biggest, like, uh, challenged us in yeah. that bracket. Uh, yeah. Who was the finalist? Who did they beat? Uh, Hypershock. That would have been funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> was it? It was. Yeah. Hypershock yeah, was but, there. But Hypershock, Hypershock was having real trouble last year. Just like. Mm. Yeah, they seemed like it was. A, I mean, this year they were there. They were. They had all their stuff together. But last year it was. It was, it was a, a little. Road. Yeah, they had little trouble existing. For them. Let's, let's um, talk about this year. I, yep. think that, I think. It's, I think it's. We've 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 gone on a, a long time about last year. Which, <laughs> for, for good yeah. reason. It's it's, a, it's very interesting. You know, I think lessons can be learned from what happened last year for mm-hmm. sure. But it's the here and now. What did you do to give them no excuses this time? To what changed between P one in twenty twenty to twenty one. Well, apart from I just Anthony coming on the team, of course. Yeah. So Anthony came on. He did. I mean, he did a great job this year with a lot of our aesthetic stuff, uh, the marketing. And he runs, if, if you aberrantrobotics.com slash merch, check it out. We have robot parts for sale. He handles that all completely himself. And it's something that's extremely helpful because it's like I, we have so much other stuff to do. It's like handling merch and stuff is like, ugh. I have all this other stuff. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to deal with that at the end. There you go. There it is. Hey. <laughs> and so, Ooh, uh, having somebody who's experienced in that and like that's kind of what he does is so incredible. As far as the robot goes, we, I think, I think that's the main personnel change. We didn't have a lot of other people in or out. Evan Arias from Pain Train helped out for a while, but then they got in, so that he went out and built built his own robot. But then, but as far as the robot goes, the I wanted to keep the same general look i didn't want it to change wildly Mm. Uh, at least this year i wanted to basically kind of top out what we could do with this like archetype with a four-wheel drive kind of classic wedge and kind of go from there so internally the drivetrain is exactly the same uh functionally the drive gearboxes were redesigned uh quite a bit to encourage serviceability they're a lot better design now excuse me but there it's all the same reduction same wheel size same everything slow robots the exact same speed same torque the robot is designed to spin the tires with another robot on top of it so that's why it's like you'll see us talking about other fast robots us claw viper hypershock robots like that mm-hmm. they we're probably they're probably all in the same range we're not like excessively faster than anybody anybody else that's because we tried to do that in 2019 and we we're too fast and it's uncontrollable. And then also 
the torque is a huge part of it uh, because we want to have be able to lift somebody and still be just as maneuverable. So, like I said, we can still spin the tires. We're still traction limited with another robot on top of us. So, aside from that, like the lifter got a couple big upgrades too. We were snapping shafts off of our output gearbox. That got fixed. Uh, the wedge, actually, probably the biggest change was actually something that came pretty late, which was the wedge. The wedge against Copperhead, if you recall, if you look at the very end of that fight, actually the reason why the robot broke was Copperhead punched the wedge off of its moorings and the whole front left side of the wedge comes up like this. There's these tabs that come back from the wedge and it jammed up into the drivetrain because there's a sprocket there and jammed the whole drive side and we couldn't move. So we decided, just like, just like all right, this is, the, and we had like 14 bolts, 14 three-eighths in american units <laughs> <laughs> bolts in the wedge and he shared like 12 of them uh wow. and we we're like all right this just isn't acceptable it's like we're gonna have this massive steel plow and it, it comes off and I, I mean when we were in that fight my last memory before the robot broke was keep the wedge on the robot otherwise you're going to be in every battle bots promo for the next three years so yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah so we, th that was a big focus of the redesign and we went from like 14 or 16 3 8 bolts to we switched to a design that the understructure of the wedge instead of having like tabs that slot into the chassis instead it has like big like cups essentially that encapsulate the whole front of the chassis so you have to like scoot the wedge onto the robot and then there's two like big honking one inch diameter bolts that hold it on and then all half inches from the bottom sides and top so it was the the bolts are loaded a lot better and they're way bigger and we didn't have we did not have the wedge come off this year well so, I mean, it, it was tested it was, very it was, it was increasingly difficult to take it on and off after fights if you yeah. got any hits yeah but it was good I mean, it, yeah. it, it certainly lasted against Valkyrie. I mean, that was. Yeah. I mean, that oh must that must have been a, a real shot in the arm because the, I mean, you saw your reaction after the fight where you're just like, mm. "Oh my god, we did it!" You know. Yeah. That was must yeah. have felt pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that was the, the the crazy thing is that we so a lot of people who maybe don't watch BattleBots that much or don't aren't as into combat robots may see before that fight especially they see like Valkyrie, which is the name they know, and P1, which is the name they probably don't know. And be like, well, our Valkyrie is probably going to win, but we didn't feel like we were an underdog because the robot archetypes, like it's a brutal first match for Valkyrie yeah. to give them the probably the only lifter, probably one of, if not the heaviest wedge in the entire event. And then not only that, but also can completely hide, hide the weapon. Yeah. The if you're a, if you're a vert or if you're claw viper or big dill or any other like claw lifter, it's kind of sitting on top of your robot. So if you're fighting Valkyrie and they ride up the wedge, they're going to take the weapon out. We can hide the weapon completely and just go wedge mode until their weapon breaks. So th that was part of it was we didn't it's like I was like, eh, this is a pretty good matchup for us. We really kind of yeah. have to win this. And we did. And it was just like. It was a little jarring when we got the, you're fighting them first and went, oh no. And then you sit down and like analyze, like this is actually probably the best thing that could happen to us, to be honest with you. So yeah, it was like uh, giving uh, 
tombstone shredderator in its first fight like yeah shredderator doesn't have the greatest record but you know what meta wise it, it's actually a really tough matchup for them mm, and as yeah. we've seen you know it, 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 weird weird things happen obviously yeah, so totally. in you, the box you and the the valkyrie team are, are reasonably good friends or you have people who know each other in the pits and yeah um, that's, that's a funny thing too is that the they didn't play this up on the tv at all but they have a <laughs> video of p1 and valkyrie sparring from last year that I gave them. I wanted them to use it. They didn't use it, unfortunately. Oh. And then, I mean, it also, the other thing too, I mentioned this in one of my interviews, they didn't they didn't run it, but we were in the same rented house in Vegas. We stayed so, with each other for three weeks. Yeah, we were, <laughs> we were sharing a house the whole time. So it's like, we we're obviously extremely close. Fred and I are, are, are very close, especially. I mean, Fred and, and like, there's team members between each teams that are dating. It's like, they have close, there's close, relationships between the two teams and my two daughter my daughter's actually valkyrie's number one fan there's actually videos <laughs> and pictures of her like at the builds with them before you know i jumped on p1 which is kind of funny so yeah there's a lot of interaction plus we're all local you know we're all up here from the northeast so we all hang out you know like all the time help each other on robots and things like that so it's it's new england luckily is very tight-knit the boston area new hampshire like north shore so yeah i mean we see each other a lot so i mean honestly it's you're happy for your friends if they win or lose or whatever, you know, it's kind of at the end of the day, you're going to go back and have a beer, you know? Yeah. So good stuff. Very wholesome. Absolutely. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Let's talk about some fights. Obviously we, we've, yes. we, we spent a while talking about people, which I, I mean, I could talk about P1 all day. I love it. It's, yeah, this it's, is true. What, but actually, before <laughs> we do race car robot. Exactly. Sam. Exactly. Yes. Well, there's, there's two things I have to ask. One, will you ever change the livery? Because I like the golf. Think about the golf. The golf colors are pretty special. But any, te- Actually, any temptations? Can, can we raise that one? Praise Dale. Yeah. So, <laughs> Randy and I are both huge car guys too. So yeah. it's it's one of these things that it's not just like you know we, we love all motorsports. Like mm-hmm. I've got you know muscle car. Brandon has got the Jeep Comanche. Like you know we've got these little weird niche. We love racing. So yeah. So I mean that was one thing that we bonded over a little bit when I jumped on. It was kind of cool that we could connect over that. But this, I mean, obviously the golf livery is such an iconic racing yeah, you know it, that's it's yeah. you look at it immediately go I mean, there's, 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 there's p12 is. yeah yeah it's a i have a stack of robots and i had to, this was yeah, i did just see a star child fly past <laughs> yeah. very excited <laughs> so yeah that's that i mean this is probably my favorite one i think if we did anything else this would be my first this would be my first pick very um nice. i like this the the dale earnhardt one was also hilarious oh, I, was that so much. <laughs> um, I didn't see that yeah that was that was really cool that one was good um i've we've talked about doing the mazda 787b yes the green and orange ask. one. Oh, that's the one um, <laughs> we've <laughs> talked about a lot it's just yeah especially with those is, smaller ones yeah the tough thing is though you look at you know anybody that looks at that goes, that's a race car. So you need to find another livery that will connect with people. And if you go too like niche, it's yeah, kind of hard to connect. Yeah. So, no, you're, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. There's also the, the thing about sort of branding and, and how you, you've now got this robot as a brand that BattleBots use and it's instantly recognizable and everything. And how do you then go about going so about changing the color scheme? Right. Yeah. yeah. We've got a whole lot of blue shirts in stock right now. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that, yeah, that, that's that's an interesting thing now is that we actually people actually know what this robot is. So yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see going forward what 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 we do. We there's a lot of stuff still on the still up in the air as far as what we do next year. It's like whether there's a million questions. So we'll see. 
the true at heart always knew what this robot was so don't sell yourself <laughs> short <laughs> it's very true um let's talk about some fights we'll talk, we'll talk about the youtube exclusive from last week because it is very quick uh first yeah. of all which was Ram- retrograde and rampage retrograde um, one let's yep yeah <laughs> <laughs> God bless yeah. Rampage for trying, but oh god, what happened? It was a bit of a mismatch, so wasn't it? it? They got the horns and everything. It should work inverted, and it doesn't work inverted. Instead, it just sort of got stuck with its wheels in the air, yeah. and you've got to really question why. Yeah, <laughs> it's a shame. I don't know how this happens. I don't know how something like this happens uh, where shame. you don't. I don't know, man. Really, like, you don't. It's not even like you don't test it. It's just that, like it just. I don't. I don't know. I guarantee I don't, I don't that they have tested it. It's driven upside down, and they've just yeah. fallen poorly. Yeah, and it's just a weird balance thing, and now they're own one. Yeah, yeah. Retro. Yeah, it looks like the, it looks like the wheels are all, all over because when you if you're doing that, you're you should have the chassis, and then the wheels should like extend yeah. beyond the chassis, like a fatter right. tire in the back. Yeah, and it looks like yeah. it does it, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's just that's just rough. The uh, that fight was, I mean, the, the was Pete's, it a fight? Pete's interview before the fight, I'm like, oh geez, he seems Pete, very uninvested in it. Pete, <laughs> Pete did not <laughs> seem like he wanted to be chatting. I, it was, yeah, I if I had to guess, it was probably 11:45 at night, and they were just done. Mm-hmm. And Pete was just like, get me through this fight. I want to go home and go to bed. <laughs> yeah. But it was that was tough. I was like, oh man, Pete. I mean, the the, the family that, that operates Rampage, they are awesome. And oh and yeah, they're super excited to be there. And and you know, it's always been a good interaction. Last year, this year, uh, when when I you know any interaction you have with them, it's mm-hmm. cool to see them there. And they just they show up and they're just like, we're ready to fight when you need us. So I mean, it's 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 cool that they're that they they involve their whole family with it. But mm-hmm. I do agree, like it, it is a little. It's a little tough. I mean, to to go out like that real fast, you know. So, and the boss, and they love they love P one too. They've yeah. they, they have they have come like always come up to me and they're like, oh, so how do your tires make? Like, how is your? I, I I was interested. I was funny. I had a chuckle this year because it's like, I looked at their wedge. And I was like, oh, that looks familiar. Because yeah. <laughs> they came up yeah. last year and was like, oh, how is your wedge made? <laughs> oh dear. <Yeah>. Retrograde. <laughs> Learn from the best. Works very nicely, and the suplex and the the spinner on the back that's just taking tires. It's a very, mm-hmm. it's a very cool and ambitious design. Um, mm. Like it, it didn't really get to show it off all that much in this match, but it is from an engineering st- standpoint very cool because it kind of combines a couple of different things. And if functionally mm-hmm. it works the way that they want it to work, it's awesome. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I just couldn't show it off in this fight. <laughs> like that's yeah. kind of tough. Yeah. Good weapon synergy robots are nice and they're needed. You know, it's just I, I feel like even even back in like the classic days of of, of both the British and the American shows, uh, it, it's nice to see a robot that can handle one or two weapons. You know, it's it, it, it's it's a it's a balance because you want to either put all of your weight into one weapon or be able to do both. So you're I mean, you either become like a jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, kind of robot, or you you're able to really do well, the you know? yeah, 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 or find a find a neat balance, yeah. Your mortises so. and your hydras of robot that, wars exactly, kind of sort of yeah, hydra yeah. hydra robot wars. That is a whole different thing. <laughs> it is a whole different thing. Let's talk about episode fights. Episode five's fights. Then we'll start off with fight number one, which was free shipping and uppercuts. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they only put this this fight in because it was. There was a chance that the fuel tank might blow up again. And yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. There it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. What a trademark move to have. I know. <laughs> Just blow people <laughs> up. 
Hello, we're Team Uppercut, and we blow robots up. It was. I mean, I mean, when you see an exposed, you know, hose for the gas, I mean, it's almost a no-brainer that you're going to put them against each other, right? It's like mm-hmm. a moving yeah. target, just going. There it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I will say, I was very impressed that free shipping got underneath Uppercut initially, and I was kind of yeah. thinking, "Oh my god, it's doing it!" But I, I remember saying when I started watching this fight and went. I think this is going to be all way one tra- uh, one way traffic, and it gets up the wedge and then bounces off across the arena. Like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing fast. is that when you're driving a lifter, it's you have you when you're driving a lifter against a vertical spinner, you have to be perfect, and that's the tough thing about BattleBots right now is you like verts don't break anymore. No. <laughs> I mean, there's there's certainly instances where they do, but like this isn't like season one or two, or even going back to the previous seasons where they hit you twice and then they break, especially the good vertical spinners. They'll go the whole time. I don't know if you noticed that the, we'll obviously get to it, but which doctor was knocked out at the end of their fight and their weapon was still going. It's like, yeah. gosh. So it's like, you have to be perfect. And when it's like, you kind of free shipping kind of won that first exchange is like, Oh man, is this going to happen? And then lost the second exchange. And then it was over. Thing that mm-hmm. blows me away about free shipping is how big it is. It's yeah. huge. It's, it's enormous. Well, it's, it's like a train. One thing, the one thing too with uppercut, I mean, they're, I mean, it's very powerful. It's a terrifying robot, but it's it's how they recover and rebound after the initial hit. They tumble, whatever. They immediately can square back up and engage. Yep. And and not a lot, a lot, not a lot of verticals can do that. You know, to 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 kind of get yourself settled again to go right back at it. They're very good at squaring back up and reengaging. And mm-hmm. you see it with you know the Sawblaze fight last year, like immediately could square up and engage again. That's exactly what they did with free shipping. You know, the initial hit yeah. they went tumbling, and then as soon as they got their bearings, that was it. I mean, that that it was game over. Yeah. I yeah. must admit, I did feel my five dollars burn up in this fight. <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, quite yeah. literally in this case. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. For those online calling for it as a simultaneous incapacitation when. Uppercut's wheel was dead on one side. Come on, man. <laughs> no, now you're just now you're just nitpicking. You, you saw yeah. a bomb go off in the arena. Come on, now. There's no need for that. It's uh, Uppercut had, had the fight won. Yeah. Even if it was, they still would have won on damage. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It was simultaneous and knockout goes to the judges anyway. So yes. Yeah. Just watching this clip back again. I have the clip up here. The side panel when that blade hits. And just all of a sudden, there's just this burst of flame just goes everywhere. It fills the whole screen. It's beautiful. Uh, I, my thing that I, that I picked up from from the, from after the big hit was the fact that free shipping just shot forwards and like yes. it was kind of like it was being pushed by the weapon. I don't know if that's. What, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it might have turned it. It turned into a rocket, honestly. In one yeah. of the slow mo <laughs> shots, like uppercut hits it. The big fireball comes up and then it, it disperses and free shipping's just gone. Um, There's a little like, tornado. There's a little tornado of fire too in the middle. Yeah. That was pretty cool. The slow on was really, really yeah. neat. It's real nice. It's it's impressive from uppercut. You know, it's kind of weird that they. This is obviously no never any shade to Gary or free shipping. But like free shipping has never been that competitive at BattleBots, and you know it feels a bit strange to me Don't... that. I don't think it's ever meant to be, though. To no, be it's honest. not. But like, to, uh, uppercut this last year was f- seed fourth. It feels yeah. kind of strange that they kind of give it to them. But I mean, do you know what? It, it made a great spectacle, and who cares? I think right? they gave it it because fire, <laughs> exactly. and they wanted to see if they could get their money's worth, and, and they did, and they did. Uh, <laughs> it's expensive to run that arena. You want to get as much as you can out of it as you, as you can, you know, at, at, at one time. Yeah, it's very true. It's very true. Fight number two was a all-acts affair between Blacksmith and Shatter. Can I just say, Shatter fans rejoice oh, again. Yeah. It's, it oh, yeah. was wonderful to watch. Big Ruined up. my predictions this week. It's the only one I got wrong. <laughs> uh, 
it was spectacular. I mean, that first hit from Blacksmith, by the way, where it kind of bends the whole Mary special out. Of the, yeah, yeah. It was a big chunk that was kind of. I thought it was wild. It, it was. It, was it wasn't straight anymore. Sort of skiff, I think, is the technical term. Um, <laughs> going into that fight, and just I, I really, I really did like the the Mary special had like overkill vibes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. You know, I love, I love that, and it was functional. I mean, the teeth on it did do what they were supposed to do. They I mean, did, it did, they caught the belt. weapon belt. Yeah, yeah, which was just beautiful, lovely snipe shotting once again from Shadow. Um, we saw it in fight one against Sub Zero. Seen it again. They're just so on point with that hammer. Yeah, I mean, it was critical. I thought if they didn't get the weapon, they were. Uh, the I mean, if they hadn't clipped, I mean, they they might have clipped it again, like. I guess my point is, if they hadn't gotten it there, they might have gotten it later. But right. if they didn't, if they didn't get the weapon out, I thought that it probably Blacksmith probably would have won it. So getting yeah, a snipe shot like that was utterly critical. You've got to look at why Blacksmith changed weapon type because they weren't getting the damage points over a spinner in a fight. Mm-hmm. So they've now got the spinner, taking that out, and Blacksmith is back to not winning judges' decisions again. <laughs> Unfortunately, isn't that heartbreaking? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Um, but I mean, is this is this kind of like a passing of the torch, though, a little bit from hammer to hammer? Like, because I think that Shatter's kind of. I mean, when you're looking at hammers, it's the, it's the best. Gotta be I think we said, yeah, yeah, we we said last yeah. year that that Shatter is the the Premier League of hammers now because it. Yeah. Well, they it made the final the eight last year, yeah. So, I mean, they're 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 on the up and up. So, I mean, it's it it's to the moon from here. They just Only really need to. Come. Yeah, they just they just need to keep it up and just you know. It also goes protect, to show that hammerbots. Yeah, hammerbots just. There was a time where people were going, oh, what's the point in building them? This is the point of building them, because Shatter is finding the weaknesses. Mm-hmm. It's doing it just beautifully. It was the, the setup that kind of got me, which, like, every single bit of Shatter's setup in this fight was was interesting. So you had the forks of the kind of the little the protrusions on the top so that they couldn't be... Yeah, the very long social distancing forks. Very yeah. long, yeah. And, but also, it was it was the fact they could they could hold them at a distance with the little protrusions on the top. And there's also yeah. the sidearm, I want to say, had foam underneath it. Yeah, so well. it's, it's layered, so it's metal on top, I can't remember what, then a foam layer, and then their normal UHMW. It's just, it's just clever. Like, every little detail is kind of accounted for. Obviously, I know all teams do this and kind of play, you know, play the game sort of thing and make different decisions, but... Mm-hmm. It's crazy to f- think that they so made clever. weight for it as yeah. well, because the Mary Special can't be a lightweight weapon, <laughs> let's be real. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's mad that they've managed to armour it up quite so nicely. And you, you talked about it last week a little bit with JMO. I did listen to that episode. Haha. Sorry, I missed out on that. Um, work took precedence, unfortunately. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the teams are starting to explore more than just let's make the hardest impenetrable box and put it out there. It's more let's let's find more compliant materials. Let's find things that can actually absorb instead of just being, you know, just th- that it can really take up a hard punch and then come out the same way it went in. More uh, have... Uh, have materials that could actually, you know, maybe ablate uh, or just take a hit and then, you know, it's you could replace it later. But the thing is, your your main body is still alive. And that's one thing about Shatter that's nice, too, uh, is that they have their their unibody, really tough, tough shell underneath all these really armor panels. You know, they're they're they're, they're a bot that takes into account uh, having the, the defense that could also be, you know, removable uh, mm. that you can also add on or remover or replace or you know it's it's not just one big shell like for duck for for instance it's a unibody shell it's meant to take a beating but you know it takes too much of a beating you gotta replace that whole shell uh so with with, with shatter the it's nice to see that the idea is just you know interchangeable panels and be able to 
you know, survive a fight uh, without having to make a, an impenetrable, you know, box, <laughs> you know, just the hardest material possible, everything AR, you know, so strange, strange how things have evolved. Uh, where people are kind of starting to like rediscover plastics and rediscover compliant materials to to armor their machines. It's it's yeah. it's interesting, and I've, it was a shame that Blacksmith lost their weapon so soon. This was a battle of reach. Uh, I, I feel feel like I should have seen that. Uh, I was going just in. thinking why why Blacksmith chose the fork setup that they did, and I think it's just mm -hmm. so that they had that reach of the the right. hammer saw, the power hammer, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, but Shasta had the longer weapon. They did indeed, and, and they, even hitting backwards, they had the you know they could they could yeah. do that, which was yeah, that they was did. Scream. I love so that. Good. Yeah. I love it. It was just like it, it gives them other strategy options as well, though, because you know you you don't got to think. Oh, actually, I can't just go around the back of Shatter. Not that it's mm -hmm. easy to do that because of their omni wheels, anyway. But old school terahertz vibes. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of old school in this. Another in this reason battle. why I love it. Another reason. Talk why about Shatter it. with the the overkill blade. I like to think that Blacksmith is like New Age Vlad. With yeah, an overhead, yeah, it is. You know? Every fight, it seems to get more Vladdy, doesn't it? <laughs> it's interesting, and I, I, I just if you took if you just put your finger over and take the take the overhead off and just you know motorize those forks, it could be it could be interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely one of passed. the yeah an older an older shape. You don't see robots that are shaped like that anymore. No, no, definitely not. Well, let's talk about robots that are new shaped, and it's, it's your fight. It's P1 Yay. versus Jaeger. Now, I want to give a big shout out to the Jaeger team because God bless them, they had a, a, a rough old time getting ready because half the team didn't turn up because they yes. weren't able to travel, and they ended up with two, ro two out of three robots that were able to run, and they had to kind of form a team on site. And, and you know what, this is, I wanted to say this before we even get started. It's a shame that they didn't give credit to the guys that stepped up to help that yeah. team. Mm. They didn't show the walkout. They didn't really acknowledge there were other people, but you know, Manny, um, Randy Farmer, uh, uh, everybody that, that was involved, there's a lot of people it took yeah. a village to kind of get this off the ground, but mm -hmm. um, those guys really stepped up and it was really great to see them get them out there and fighting. Um, of course, Emmanuel Carrillo of, uh, yeah. Big Dill fight. We haven't seen Big Dill fight yet, but yeah, here <laughs> he is doing some Jaeger stuff. It was great. Um, what was the kind of strategic approach of this? Because obviously it's two robots. Well, in this case, three, but it was two big boys and obviously the little D2. I think that was Warstop, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the, the thought going into it was to make to actually use the weapon as much as we could mm. uh, typically the strategy with p1 is to yolo into the into their weapon until it breaks and then use the weapon but this one we're like okay we can actually go into this fight and whip the lifter around quite a bit and the beginning of the fight when we got submarined i was really spooked like that was not good and because I mean, it, it the war stop or whatever, whichever it is, is really, really stinking powerful. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this isn't good. And then they clipped it when they took our so they did clip it for people who are wondering, they did clip our left rear wheel chain. The wheel was still free and spinning, but it was not powered. So if you watch in the fight, occasionally when I'm like in close and I can't like get up to speed, it's like punching to the side and that's why because i only have one wheel on one side so a powerful yeah. little overhead that thing it was oh, yeah. it was the yeah. undercutter that got it wasn't it the undercutter, yeah, it was the undercutter who took the who took the left rear out yeah 
the, the, the overhead yeah, the right the overhead the overhead caught armor didn't it yeah the underhead overhead missed they were going for both our rear wheels and the overhead missed he hit our our, our top armor we had uh we had our like original like sawblaze scorpios configuration in for that fight which was short forks and Oh, so we also ran the short forks because they had the horizontal because we didn't mm-hmm. want to run run long forks against horizontal against the horizontal. But the we also had because our top plate is either sixteenth inch or sixteenth inch titanium or three mil AR normally depending on who we're fighting, and then we can add on top of that another three sixteenths of an inch of AR. And so that was what we ran against Jaeger. We're like, all right, well, they will never get through this. So we'll run this and the short forks and then we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, and once that happened, right. he, he bounced right off of that. Yeah. But <laughs> he hit it. Um, yeah. But he did, he did put a nice little mark in it. And we gave him the, we gave him the tire that he broke oh, after nice. the, after the event. So he got that. Uh, and yeah, so once, once the, once we got off the mini bot, it was, it wasn't too bad. And I was just kind of like driving at robots, and then the hammer saw ended up on top of me, and I was like, "All right, get off of me!" And he ended <laughs> yeah. up upside down. I was like, "Okay, well now it's now I, we just have to beat a horizontal that's half the weight of Valkyrie." So right. I was I mean, like, "All one, right, sounds good." One thing that one thing that was really to our benefit though is that because we kind of got high centered, um, the the count started because they had to free us, so mm-hmm. the horizontal inadvertently had to make that cut. And by yes. doing that, it pretty much disabled the mini bot. Yeah, a little sacrifice there. Way, yeah. way more breathing room at that point. Like we have to worry about three. You know, we just had to worry about two, and then it was one. So yeah, yeah. And uh, the deck comes into play. Almost, almost <laughs> got a knockout on it, but not quite. Yeah, um, which is we thought, we thought is that was, different we than any stuck. other po- any other spot in the arena? Because you no, stay in it. If you stay anywhere in ten seconds or twenty seconds in the I arena, I suppose it it helped in this fight in the it got caught on the way down, and so it, yeah. it just lifted the wheels up, and that yes. was panic central for Jaeger at that oh point. My. And then we got their mini bot stuck to our wedge. <laughs> that yeah. was so good. <laughs> just, just, that was that was fun. That was actually my favorite part of the fight was. Mm. When they got down and the mini, I realized because I was trying to like feed the mini bot into the screws, <laughs> uh, and the he, he like bounced off one of the screws. He like kind of hit it and like came back, and mm-hmm. it was just like thump. I'm like, oh okay, well this this is this now. And then it was Luke who, who was next to me who noticed mm-hmm. that he was because so yeah with with the way that BattleBots is set up now with the COVID protocols and such there's a lexan panel between the two teams which can get kind of silly because a lot of times teams shake hands afterwards anyway but that's neither here nor there the (laughs) the uh what what it really means is that communication between teams and between referees is really really freaking difficult it's really hard because mm-hmm. the refs can talk to each other on their headsets but i can't talk to their te- their their driver and their refs can't talk to each other no. like aside from the headsets so it's it's really really tough because there would be some normally i'd be able to hear the count out but i can't mm-hmm. so it's it's a situation where you you have very you have much less information than you normally would have even in season five when they had the refs and the opposite corner mm-hmm. when they were counting you both they had like speakers and both, at least in our fights, both drivers could hear when somebody was being counted out. Mm-hmm. So you could, it was a little bit more information there, but um, the, 
yeah once he luke pointed out he's like he's he's off he's off i was like oh no way and <laughs> so i saw the remi- i never the mini bottle in the front i was like all right well let's just feed this into the horizontal mm-hmm. so that was fun it was great it, it kind of reminded me uh, this is a, a very niche reference but this is it reminded me of the the fifa world cup the soccer world cup of about eight years ago when like there's a there's a locust that got stuck on someone's shoulder and it was it was, it was, it was massive and it, was, it just that's what it reminded me of i don't know why. um Two and oh. By surprise, or kind of thinking, okay, on to the next one, let's make it three. A lot better than 0 and 2, I'll tell you that much. Mm. <laughs> it's pretty good to win. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah, winning, winning is, it's like, yeah, winning, winning is fun. Uh, I'll take winning <laughs> over getting smoked and losing every time. It's, it was, as far as the way we were looking at it, the first two fights, like I mentioned earlier, it's like the Valkyrie fight, at least I personally felt like, this is I, I I felt I was feeling pressure. I felt a lot of pressure for these first two fights because I was like, Valkyrie mm-hmm. fight. It's like this is kind of what this robot is designed for. Mm-hmm. Like names aside, this is we kind of have to win this fight. Mm-hmm. So we won that fight, and then this fight, I was like, damn, like we have a was like we really should win this fight. Like mm-hmm. we are designed like there. I don't think their hammer saw can penetrate anything on our top because we have. Like a ton of AR, there's no way they can go through that, and the horizontal is what we're designed to fight against. So it's like, man, we really kind of have to win this one too. So when we did that, I was, I felt a lot better because I don't know. At that, at the end of this fight, I was like, all right, yeah. they're not gonna, they're not gonna season five us again. We're going <laughs> to be in because we beat Valkyrie, <laughs> who is the most destructive robot in 2020. Yeah, it's a big name to get rid of. Yeah, yeah. So they. It's like we have a huge win over Rattles. It's like because 2020 is obviously Smee and Kronos, which um, massive respect to them, but they're not, they didn't win most attractive in that year, you know? So mm-hmm. the getting that out of the way, I was like, all right, win over a big name. And then now we're 2 0. So it's like, all right, I don't even care who we fight. Let's have let's let's have you your best. <laughs> well, they, the thing is, you, after winning two fights, not to say the Valkyrie wasn't a, a contender, do you have this this like not even suspicion, just like this eventuality that you're gonna fight somebody that's really gonna that, that they really gonna give you a, a really good test before the bracket? Like, do you think they're gonna give you somebody really really tough in this? Oh next yeah, fight? totally. I, I I thought for sure we would get another two and zero robot or mm-hmm. maybe a one and one, but I thought for sure we would get even if it was a one and one, I thought it would be a one and one like Hydra. Or something, right. you know, someone just um, like it just happened to be, you know, that a bot had to lose in a fight, you know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like, is is Witch Doctor one on one right now? Yes. I think because they lost against Endgame yeah, after and they this beat, fight. Yeah, they beat somebody else earlier. Duck, I think. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Doc. Exactly. So it's like yeah, it's like all right, two zero. You're facing a one on one, but it's Switch Doctor. Have fun, you know. Right. So <laughs> you know? I figure I figured that would be what we get, and it, the, like kind of looking forward, I was like, all right, if we're two and zero. And then we get Witch Doctor, and whether I mean, if we win, we're probably like the two seed. But if we lose, <laughs> we're still in, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's, they're not gonna they're not gonna they're not gonna kick us out after beating Valkyrie and losing to Witch Doctor. So right, it's a pleasant so, position I to mean, be in. One one thing too that was a little bit of a relief is I mean, the Valkyrie fight was a grinder, and I mean, mm-hmm. it was a lot of damage, a lot of repairs. And we did bring spares and you know enough chassis and stuff. But we didn't take a lot of damage in this fight, which was great because it. It, it didn't chew up a lot of repair parts and spares that we brought. So we'd be way better prepared for whatever's coming down the road. Um, so I, I, 
you know, I, I think that we we felt a little bit more confident after this one, for sure. Oh, <laughs> without, yeah. without eating up, you know, two full robots, uh, you know, that would have been bad. Oh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Fight number four, then. We've mentioned Hydra. Let's let's talk about this fight with Gruff. And uh, let's, let's reset that days before controversy timer again, because, <clears throat> well... Oh, boy! <laughs> We've, we've seen we've seen some posts on Reddit from from some of the, some of the teams as well. You know, Shatter mm-hmm. and Hypershock have given their thoughts on the out of the arena rules. Uh, well, for those not in the know, shall we yeah. educate? So, please, this season on BattleBots, rules were put in place so- to prevent Ooters for safety reasons. I can see why they would do it. Uh, at the same time, I could see why not. Um, the basically. You're not allowed to Uter anyone. They sealed off most of the Uter slots, but there's the areas by the doors, the corners, uh, strange enough, where Gruff ended up, uh, and they those areas aren't meant to be used for Uters. If that happens on purpose, the aggressor is disqualified, and uh, the, uh, the robot is thrown out, mm. out of the arena, wins the fight. If it was an accident, it goes to a judge's decision. This was no accident. <laughs> I, I think we chalked this up as a case of the oopsies. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, really, that rule change. I mean, I, you must have, you can imagine how elated I was as a lifter. Yes. Driver. Oh, yeah. Hey, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, we, wonderful. We We're giving you the upper deck instead. No, no, no. Thank you. <laughs> we, we've spoken to both Jake and to Aaron Hill from earlier this, this season, and basically, Aaron's. Uh, way of looking at it was screw you guys I hate everything you've done to the arena you've, and we've just bought a flipper how could you I, I think for the I think for the whole event leading up to to that um we were all just waiting for the first person to do it I mean yeah. honestly we were waiting for the first person to do it to kind of see how it would, what would happen out. yeah mm-hmm. and it was going to happen eventually whether it be accidental or you know oopsie yeah. so. how it plays out and watching it back over and over again on the uh, the Hydra Facebook page there's a lovely shot where Gruff goes out of the arena. And then you just see Trey Roski walk very quickly away from the incident. <laughs> You're just sort of like, yeah, you keep walking. Well, well yeah. ironically I, enough, it was really the, the reasoning they gave was just like you said, so they could get in in case there's a fire. And ironically, the fire was in front of the yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, Gruff, Gruff was on fire. Literally a worst case scenario, honestly. <laughs> yeah. This is what you were talking about. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing. Was And the, uh, we had a, there was a huge builders meeting in Vegas with everybody and chatting about i mean a a whole multitude of things but this was one of them and this was before the whole event Mm. and one of the questions was uh i mean because if you recall in the finals of last season how did endgame beat whiplash like yeah (laughs) they put him right there so the question was if that happens and is does end is is whiplash champion like And, and we we never really got a straight answer, and then we got our answer here. It's yeah. so for, for me, I I look at this as from an audience point of view. If Hydra dominates the fight as it was doing at that point, flips Gruff out, and then gets, and then you've got to tell the audience Hydra lost that fight. Yeah, right. You it's have to explain really the live tough. audience, not even not even the people on TV. How about just the people there? <laughs> and, and I'm fairly certain that they did not let the live audience know that type of rule thing. They didn't really go, "Hey, everybody, these are the rules now." So they would have been like, "What?" So yeah, I'll be really me. interested to know how long that rule stays in there, because honestly, it feels utterly pointless. If and they they didn't enforce it in this fight, mm-hmm. so what's the point in having it? Got to make the box safer. Then season, that's the solution. There's a lot of season left to go. So yeah. there is. <laughs> Let's see this probably isn't the first time this happens, unfortunately. I will say as well, like you know, 
for anyone who's kind of because I've, I've seen again people online say you know, oh Jake should have done that he's got to do it man you've, you've got to you've got to take the he's risk. got a flipper robot yeah what's he supposed to do yeah yeah in my eyes Uta is Uta it's one of the oldest ways of getting a knockout in any robot combat and big up him for doing it yeah yes. the biggest <laughs> kahunas <laughs> I, I think I think a lot I think that first that first out of the arena last year with uh, Tombstone with Endgame yes. was mm. another reason why they decided to plug up some holes yes too. and yeah, yeah I, I they agree turn with Tombstone off they had to pull them no. out on so i agree with the the idea of the side you know, blocking up the sides and having the that has worked really nicely leave the doors you can get into robots easily at the doors and just if if one door is blocked you've got two doors <laughs> go in through the other one yeah yeah i mean there's some other stuff that i would love to see like the I mean, the, the theory is, is that if you open the door, because it's like a two, it's two stages, right? You have yeah, the yeah. big door and then you have the low wall. Mm-hmm. And if there are robots between those and you open the big door and then the robot just goes, which is impossible, you now have a robot sprinting into the, into the green room. And that's not good. But I mean, I think there's solutions to it. You could do the, the big the big door as like a two section door with like a top part and a low part so if you want to open the top part you still are covered from the chest down to stick it yeah Yeah, stick a fire extinguisher in there or do whatever you need to do it's there's a solution there yeah it's like you mentioned it's hard to have a rule that it, it, it happens and then you don't and then it doesn't get uh it doesn't get enforced and it's just yeah. like if you're gonna have it you have to enforce it because then if you ever do enforce it it breaks the question of well why didn't you enforce it there you know yeah, yeah. and the, the, the biggest thing for me is it was mentioned not at all in the show it hasn't been brought up once yet so for me it would seem that they are just ignoring it and okay. it's just yeah. a normal season for now. We will see what happens later on down the line, whether it happens, whether it doesn't. Who knows? Yeah. But yeah. questions will be raised if it does happen and they enforce it for something that they haven't enforced previously. As you said, inconsistency in BattleBots yeah. we know isn't the best. Uh, so, yeah. We'll see. Co- controversy aside, how about the rest of the fight? We barely talked about it. It's true. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm not really performing. Yeah. No. Say. What, the one thing weren't big. The big takeaway I took from this fight, I don't know if this was a thing last season as well, Hydra has a little green light that lights up when it's ready to flip. And I really yeah, like it that. Was, <laughs> that is added for this season, I believe. I think so. It's, it seemed, um, I don't remember it being in previous seasons. Um, no, I'm surprised I think he by... brought it up in a comment section somewhere to say that it's been added to show when it's fully pressured. Or I think mm. the green light is on to show it's not fully pressured. I'm not sure. One or the other. When it goes off, it is ready, but... My other thing is, I'm surprised by Gruff's setup. Obviously, Steve, you you were with the Gruff team. Literally I Thursday. was. I got to go to a watch party up north of me. It's like ten minutes north of me. They live. It's like that. I'm like, how could I not go? Um, and I got to talk with uh, both Sam and Jason and the team, and they're all really, really, really nice. And uh, yeah, Gruff's Gruff's uh, configuration for this fight was interesting. Uh, it's 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 interesting talking with them now because they have this this setup now that they actually they they were just at South Florida Fair and they did really really well I think they won um, but in any case uh, they have these two wedges on the front that that hinge that weren't on for this fight nope. uh, I don't I don't know if they decided to just say screw the ground game we're just going with our forks um, but having these two little wedges at the front may have helped them in this instance even if uh, you know even if Jake is like the king of the ground game right now uh, what's unfortunate for one of their 
uh, one of their fire pods is after one of these flips uh, that Hydra gives them, they land a weird way and all their all their piping on the inside for all their gas to make these flamethrowers shoot flame, it's all brass. Uh, so when it falls down, one of these brass fittings just cracks and it's just leaking gas. And then once it's lit, it's it's a mess. They lost batteries on that one side where the fire is. Uh, it, 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 it was just a cavalcade of errors and maybe maybe paying more attention to the ground game in this in this side and in this match maybe you're trying to get more around to the sides it's it's so hard to outmaneuver hydra it's such a smooth they did manage robot. it for a little while they managed to take yeah. off one of the little side skirt sections which look like they're held on with hopes and dreams um <laughs> but yeah they, they managed to get them off it's hard to plan for falling from seven feet in the air. Yeah. So, you know, like you're going to fall the wrong way and it's going to break something. So, I mean, yeah. I love, I love how tough that robot Gruff is a really tough robot. And I love oh, yeah. the 1960s Batmobile like aesthetic. It's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it is, it's so reliable that it's very interesting to see that one because the flamethrowers have always been reliable on it. I don't think they've ever had a failure. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. It's and it's, yeah, it's kind of the risk you run when you run a flamethrower, right? It's like you yeah. could flambe somebody or it could be you, you know? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you can do your best to try and isolate it. Um, Gruff is probably one of the best one of the best at doing that, of isolating the flamethrower assemblies. So if they lose it, they don't break anything else. But sometimes, yeah. I mean, it's just a fire on your robot, you know? And, yeah, and the, we still the... continue the trend of one fire per episode, at least. Yeah. <laughs> this is episode well, listen, five. we had two. <laughs> yeah, that and the explosion. And the other thing with yeah. this, too, I, I, I don't blame them for taking the forks off. No. The If you have ground scraping stuff, you can't drive as well. Mm. You have stuff riding on the ground. You'll hit Kelso slots, you'll hit cuts in the oh, floor. Oh, Brandon, that was the everything. that was the segment before this fight. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah the ground game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Segment. I didn't. I didn't even. I didn't even see that. The uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, like yeah, I had to watch the. I had to watch the episode after the fact. Um, but yeah, the yeah, I mean, this whole thing was this whole thing was uh, it's it's just really really difficult. And the if you're gonna go against you're even with the forks or the like little wedgelet thingies on you're never gonna beat hydra face to face so do they do they try and out ground game them or do they try and out maneuver them and i think they tried to go for the out maneuver option and yeah it's, it's i feel a lot of similarities between gruff and us it's like and that's what i would do i would hmm. put our short forks on uh and say we're gonna try and circle them because that's the one thing that if you if you can na- put it anything as a negative to hydra is that it's so dang good at ground game that it's almost to its own detriment at times gets hung up on a lot of floor seams and stuff but you're never getting under it from the front so you just <laughs> drive circles and then hope that they get stuck and you don't yeah yeah that so was what was just, good about just, that yeah oh, go, go ahead. ahead sorry no go ahead <laughs> so i mean you'll, you'll notice with jake i mean he's he does like to stay in the middle of the arena and he's very conscious of where every kill saw, saw slot is everything i mean if you notice his driving he'll stop maneuver around it but he's gonna let you come to him and just stay in the middle so i mean it's very hard to get around him and and really have any effective plan <laughs> um you just gotta hope that he makes a mistake and unfortunately he's a really good driver so it's it's, it's he doesn't make many doesn't it may never come no he know? doesn't make many mistakes at all he's, he's he's been well pretty much unbeaten for the last two years for for good reason <laughs> yeah yeah fight number five i mean beyblade is coming rip- springs to mind uh yeah <laughs> gigabyte and captain shredderator so I saw advertised earlier um, Team Just Cause Robotics doing a breakdown and they, the, the big headline of this, the sort of clickbaity title is Defeated by One Wire. Uh, I, I really hope it's not that again because 
signal she, uh, the signal issues seemed to be the the biggest issue for Captain Treadrager, and it was literally just one hit and done. Mm. Yeah, there wasn't much fight to discuss really for this one. And, and to be fair, John Maladic did not oh look happy, did he? After no. that fight, he was very much just like, "Yeah, we won, but it was a bit of a crap fight." <laughs> yeah, but it's a win's a win, I suppose. It but. is. I mean, I, I'll tell you who looked more done in. Brian Narve. Yeah, he didn't um, look happy, did he? No. He, oh God. you got to think how many times this has happened. Like, has this happened to you? Um, it's just... It's, it's such a shame because Captain Shredderator has just come off of a big win against Tombstone and to then lose with one hit against Gigabyte, you go, oh, okay, we'll, we'll yep. back to this again. Highest of highs, lowest of lows. Yep. 100%. As I mean, really. Yeah. I, I did like the shell that Shredderator had. It was very very smart because it was the only way to really deal with gigabyte yeah the, um, the freedom wings what yeah, what is cool. the strategy there because we were racking our brains and trying to work out what was going on <laughs> yeah i'm not well, sure I either think, <laughs> yeah, i don't think he i think he knew that that gigabytes you know uh weapon was going to be very low so he was just trying to go Lower longer and higher to try and get maybe a portion of the shell that maybe wasn't as protected I don't know, or maybe he was going to hop up and hit the wings at the top or something. I'm not sure, but possibly it that's looked, the only thing I can cool. think was just bounce up and try and catch the like the self-writing yeah. pole or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was an interesting strategy. I think it was um, more just to give Gigabyte nothing to hit, nothing to bite at, yeah. at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. It was Gigabyte who was going flying in this fight. They, they yes. were bouncing off and having to recover, whereas mm-hmm. Captain Treadrager just sat there. And then and it, it stopped. Sat there, sat there, and again. I think we should move on because there's really not much to discuss. It was it was one hit and done. Uh, yeah. In, in the truest yeah, sense, tough. which is a shame. But um, I'm sure we'll see more of both. Gigabyte used their non-pretty self-writing poll because I guess they figured they were going to lose it. Well, <laughs> in see, Steve, you obviously picked Gigabyte to win the whole series this year. I how don't. how are you feeling after two fights? Uh quietly confident uh just it's it's one of those things where i just hope they get a nice third fight because with their first two fights it leaves a lot to be desired uh i mean the the first fight was just it's still it's still can't believe how one-sided that was but this fight could have been more spectacle but hopefully they get a nice third one and you know they get a nice solid seating we'll see uh they still gotta win it uh but uh we'll see we'll see i mean don't know. Middle of the pack <laughs> seeding would really help them out, I feel, because then they could pick off people and just in and around make their way up. Kind of like assuming, last year. like, oh, look at yeah. us, a 17 seed. Ooh, you know? Yeah. I think they were 17 last year, weren't they? Were they? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about fight number six. Now, <laughs> we went to Duck earlier and how it was the kind of the kind of antithesis of the kind of plastic revolution, I suppose, coming to BattleBots, and it's just it's just mm-hmm. one solid piece of metal. And mm-hmm. the front two kind of, well, they, they looked plastic, but they were getting chipped away. But I think they are aluminium now. The more I think about it, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Against the rookie Dragon Slayer, and Dragon Slayer did the thing, it, and it, it smashed Duck's bill. <laughs> it was yeah, it was brutal. Just I must say, it. Duck's bill looked like it was made of corrugated cardboard in this fight. Honest, it, it really did. <laughs> Dragon Slayer just went through it, and he, I, it surprised happened? me. It surprised me how what easy it was. It's a shame. Um, so there was there was no se- seemingly no way of defending against this vert. They have the long forks they could have used and could have got or could have tried to get underneath 
didn't employ them in this fight. It was just this setup that you can see on screen. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I really, I, I question it because, you know, what what are you going to do with this setup? You go down the middle and get hit by the vert, which is what happened. Mm-hmm. And then it broke. I suppose the idea is don't break, but... Um, <laughs> it's easier yeah. said than done. I mean, to exactly. be fair, I will give Dragon Slayer credit. It was very well controlled for, for a first-time mm. heavyweight. First-time um, any bot. This oh, is really? their, their first entry into robot combat. Um, and they've done supremely well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, Spinner's not an easiest, you know, designer machine to go with for the first robot, and they, they, they took it to Duck and... Mm. You know the the fight, you know, kind of dragged on a little bit. It, it went for three minutes, and there was yes, a lot that of... wasn't it wasn't the yeah. fastest fight. <laughs> no. You had Kenny talking about Chinese Chinese food, and yeah, uh, I mean, hey, uh, duck uh, is uh, duck is pretty good. Peking duck is probably my oh, favorite yeah. favorite dish ever. <laughs> Stuff's really good, but forty five <laughs> seconds of Kenny just of, list, listing ways to cook duck yeah. was pretty interesting. A lot of filler. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll bring as, back as... the spirit of Anderson and just say, did you mean that this fight or? Would you say that this fight drag on? Oh, uh, Jesus. That's, that's <laughs> <drag> on. <laughs> yeah. so, as yeah. far as this fight, the stuff I'd like to say about it, um, as far as Dragon Slayer, the disc is gorgeous. Mm. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know how it was done, if it was a wrap or what, but it's really, really pretty. It's painted. It was hand-painted. Wow. Beautiful. Unreal. Yeah. Who that much was... work in knowing it's going to get destroyed on one hit? Right? <laughs> Give this person an art masters. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and they it, they drove really well. They drove exactly how they needed to. But yeah, I mean, duck, like, oh, come on. It's rough. It's just painful. Yeah, and especially as a lifter driver, you like the last two fights, like probably mm-hmm. the two other robots that you'd say were the most similar to is probably Gruff and Duck. And mm-hmm. when you, if you lose the bill, what have you, you got? don't even have a pointy bit of steel on the front of your robot. Like that's nope. the nice thing about us is that if we we lose the lifter, we still have an angly bit of steel on the front of the robot. Mm-hmm. But when you're just kind of like block front, it's it's hard. I I don't I don't know why they didn't run wedgelets of any kind. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe they because they fought Witch Doctor right, and they got they got cut off. Maybe they, they fought, yep. yeah, maybe they fought that fight, and they're like, man, these aren't working. But I thought that was your best shot against Dragon Slayer, mm-hmm. and it just it just went poorly. I think I watching those fights. I didn't talk to them at all this year, but I feel like they must have been having some driving issue because mm-hmm. Hal is a really really good driver, and it was it just felt like it wasn't driving. You mean especially the Witch Doctor fight? The fir- watch the first five seconds of the Witch Doctor fight. And it's like it's sort of turning yeah, and not. Yeah, it I looks recall, wrong. I recall he like, if I recall correctly, he like goes at him and then just does a one eighty and drives right into the screws. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this that's not it, right. It was yeah. very, very uncharacteristic. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels it feels like what a situation where something that I've had on my, our brushless motors at times, which is like you drive forward and then you let go of the stick and then the motor spin for like a second, second and a half, and then they stop. Maybe it felt like something that way where he tried to turn and he overturned because the motors kept going. I don't know. I'm just speculating, but it feels like it's not driving right. And when, and I said this earlier, when you're driving a lifter, you can, and you're fighting, fighting a vertical spinner, you cannot mess up mm-hmm. once. You have to drive three minutes perfectly because otherwise, they, I mean, in the the mess up against Witch Doctor happened immediately. It it, it overturned and the wedge was off, and the fight was basically over. Yeah. Um, even though Witch Doctor's weapon eventually did break, it was the damage was so far in their favor that it was over. Yeah. The and then in this fight too, it was like once they lost the once they lost the bill, 
it was it was hard. I mean, maybe you go in with the the butt end and try and break the break the weapon first, and then go in with the bill. I don't know. Yeah. I I think it here too. The risk of the damage points adding up and right, yeah. Yeah, and the other thing too. Yeah. The other thing too is that, especially at BattleBots, that the hard, the hardest thing is that you can't test this stuff. No. Like people, people giving duck crap for the bill not being strong enough. It's like you can't test this, no. it, it, and there's no way to simulate the, the. We have, I mean, some people have done, oh, they have some have figured out pretty darn good ways to simulate how impacts like BattleBots level impacts, but it, it's hard. It's really, really freaking hard yeah. to get. A simulation of this it's not like it's like oh go go out and test to see if the bill's gonna break off but then you go to battle bots and the bill the, just breaks the off immediately and you're just up. stuck and the, yeah of course you're like well, oh I mean, our armor is bulletproof that's you'll get more of that than that in the box yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly it's, I mean, it's, it was it's like kinda... it was like our copperhead fight last year it was yeah. like i talked about with the wedge it's like you put it in and then the wedge gets blown off it's mooring and it's like oh if we fight another vertical spinner it's gonna knock the wedge off yeah that's not good <laughs> and there's nothing you can do about it there's to some degree there's just like well that's what the design was like you can try and reinforce it as best you can but it's like especially with duck's bill it's like, it's like how much you can do it's not bill that bill was very i mean at the very tip of it it's very thin with a lot of surface area so i mean it, it's uh, and the thing that's kind of shocking to me at least seeing it is that dragon slayer and this isn't a knock at them is their first time out there but it didn't seem like a ridiculously powerful spin up or hit it just chipped away real slowly yeah. it, it wasn't up. storing a lot of energy like, other, it, it, like it didn't seem like that my other theory potentially with, with duck's bill is obviously we, we heard a lot about f7 and and ir in the last few weeks with regard to witch doctor of course they have their their weapon issues last season maybe it was something similar to that i don't know um but not a not a good fight for duck a great fight for dragon slayer um mm. yeah good to them good for them to win their first fight is very impressive uh, they have unfortunately got a bit of a steep hill to climb if you've uh, checked out the BattleBots <laughs> website and know who their yeah. next fight is against. Oops. Because, uh-oh. Yeah. Could be very I spicy. don't even remember. You guys know more than me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember either. A certain either. Brazilian bull. Uh, could, oh, could be, yeah. Steep learning curve. Steep yeah. learning curve. We'll see. <laughs> In, enjoy your verts. You can <laughs> a spinner. Yeah. This is a spinner. <laughs> Let's talk about another couple of spinners, but we'll talk about Valkyrie already. The, the YouTube fight for this week, we are recording on a Sunday. Spoiler. Um, I've now dated With this episode. rookie triple crown. This is not oh, a rookie. It's, okay, I mean, it's, it's a rookie, rookie spot, rookie not a rookie builder. No, Tarnas They don't mention him at all being it's so a annoying. previous competitor. <laughs> is it, are, are they just like <sighs> against talking about other shows? I know they kind of bring up China and they bring up this, that, and the other. This guy has multiple championships under his belt mm-hmm. from multiple different events. Um, can I just say, on his name? <laughs> very, very unfortunate <laughs> draw for Triple Crown oh, to fight God, Valkyrie. Like it's, it's a beautifully engineered robot. Triple Crown it has the swerve yes, drive, which we mentioned. This machine is absolutely gorgeous and perfect. Like functionally, the way everything works, especially those drive pods, are amazing. It's like, why did you bring this here to get destroyed? Right. It's so nice. <laughs> it's a techno games robot. I've, yeah. I've heard. I, somebody has left a. I left a comment on the. Uh, the, the the YouTube video that came out today and somebody has replied to it and I'm going to read out their comment because it's got some really interesting behind the scenes information about Triple Crown which I wasn't aware of um, so it was built in a short period of time and Todd said he cancelled coming this year uh, because of the time shortage in one of his videos he still came because Greg invited him, he came to do one fight and just test his bot which he did and it worked and it was mach- uh, matched against Valkyrie 
uh, and that and that <laughs> of was all robots to fight, yeah. you know, it's it's not a pleasant one. But I, I mean, mean, watching it move around the arena, so God, cool. this thing is lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, way- I mean, that's the the thing. I think the time thing. I think he was. I th- I could be totally wrong if this is just off memory, but I believe he was in for season five. And he was like yeah. up against it for season five, and then he didn't end up coming. Uh, like a lot of teams, it didn't come. Like Tuck also didn't come last year. Um, it was right up against it for season five, and then came back for this season. So I think it was almost ready for season five. I think I could be wrong about that, but that's that's my recollection. Mm-hmm. As far as this fight, I I mean, ugh. <laughs> I just felt bad when I saw the card. I was like, oh man, you're kidding me. Because it's, I mean, it's a it's mismatch, just a brutal. It really? It's like yeah. I, I wanted to see them give them give the uh, triple crown, like I don't know, like a deadlift. Yeah. I think it would be <laughs> a cool, yeah. like a lifter, yeah. like gruff deadlift, something like that. Yeah. Something that's not gonna just vaporize you. It's just hard. <laughs> it's just I, I really thought it would have been fun. Maybe like Sub Zero. Uh, I'm looking at the team list right now just, to think of who would be the, fun. just to show off the functionality of it. Maybe another yeah. first time rookie bot or something. You know to kind yeah. of. Yeah, it's kind of a disservice to not have it work. Spoken about this robot for so long before seeing it and not understanding yeah. it, it's so wonderful to finally understand it and see the potential in it. Because actually, if you manage to scale this down a bit, the wheelbase and everything, you could then have some more weight to make you know a big, thicker wedge on one side and a sort of better mounted spinner on another. Mm-hmm. It, it could work really nicely, um, and it's certainly something very different. Of course. If you end up getting those wheels cut out from under you, that's not ideal. Um, but I mean, it's... if you look at this as a proof of concept, and you can bury those wheels inside something and make it more compact, this is a this could be the answer to Omni. You know, the answer to you know, the alternative to an Omni wheel. I mean, yeah. it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. It really is. No, it's cool. It's if it's, it's definitely the coolest drivetrain at this event by a, a, a factor of ten. It's really cool. <laughs> it's just, and, I mean, it's just so. I mean, and looking it up close, and Todd has some unbelievably good videos online i'm not i don't think they have many views so if you haven't watched them you should go watch it's them. like yeah, hours to find you or something but yeah mm. yeah it's yeah. it's unbelievably impressive and just to see it get fed to valkyrie immediately it was just sad like come on like i mean i'm just looking like claw viper overhaul ghost raptor like some teams that even even teams with spinners that don't really have like crazy powerful spinners Rampage. like them or like whiplash yeah. i mean honest, anything yeah. It's ah, oh, it just it just felt so anything bad. Anything but he... an undercutter. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Very very rude, but hopefully we'll see more of Triple Crown next season. But you know, I would be surprised if I'd be a bit put off by. We got to back. see it. We should be appreciative that we got to see it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. For the short time we got to see it, at least we got to see. Don't it. Don't be sad. It's over. Be happy that it happened. <laughs> there you go. Our main event was which is your favorite vert? Is it the yeah. orange one or the green one? Yeah. Um, <laughs> It was, do you know what, okay, one thing I will say before kind of dissecting the fight a little bit more, I was very impressed that um, Mike kind of didn't go for the initial full send and kind of tried to circle endgame, like, yeah. at the start, it was, I kind of thought for... This was a cagey start for both I was ju- they, Just what I was thinking, Jevin, that's the exact word. Mm. Neither of them really wanted to engage with the other, quite rightly, because both of their weapons are potentially one-hit KOs, if, if mm-hmm. you catch them a certain way. Did anyone else get a little bit 2019 final vibes as well? Yeah, they were they were winning the first part of this fight. They were clipping off forks, and then all of a sudden, it all went pants. Yeah, <laughs> there is 
if you watch the slow-mo back, there is a wonderful shot where Endgame hits them up and they come back down. They hit them and then Witch Doctor bounces backwards and just where that chain is for their self-writer mm-hmm. is hit by the weapon. Yep. And I think that's where it kills it because obviously their weapon, as you said earlier, is still going. The wheels are still going, but they can't self-write. And uh, it's interesting as well because this version of Witch Doctor has the horns because that was going to be their backup plan. Yeah. But something has it, happened there. I think the, So I think the rear wheels were dead because they were spinning their wheels while they were upside down. And mm-hmm. at the start of the fight, I think one of the two wedges on Witch Doctor got pinned in because it, yeah, it wasn't the, driving. The, the, the left front one on one of the hits that Endgame Correct. gives him just pins that whole front side in and then they're they're just, it, it's not even like they that side was dead, it was just it was just pinned. <laughs> it was hindered <laughs> enough that made Endgame, it gave yeah. Endgame the impetus to go and win it really. And yeah. Endgame wasn't all smooth sailing though, had the, no. the sort of longer forks end up going They um, went limp. It was yeah. kind of peculiar to watch. Their springs, <laughs> they, they have a breakdown video every week of well, they, they have a preview for the fight and a breakdown after the fight on their Facebook page. I implore you to go and check it out if you're interested in, mm-hmm. in the workings of this bot, but they spoke about their springs and the changes that they would make for the springs on this setup because they, they didn't work out for them. I can't remember what they've done to them, but I know that they spoke about it. <laughs> they, sure, they sure did. Um, I mean, game this, this was just a slugfest. I mean, yeah. it really was. And and if you just watching it back, and I've watched it right before, you know, we we got on here again. Mike is an excellent driver in terms of mm-hmm. squaring up. Like the second he hits the ground, he's immediately facing them again. Like there's no mm-hmm. point. Like he drove as good as he possibly could have driven. It's just hammer versus you know you're you're hitting each other. Eventually, something's going to give, and that's. You know, flipping a coin. And when you go with a reach vert instead of a wedge vert, or yeah, when you go with reach and try and just outreach your opponent and they have you in wedge by a long, by, I mean, you're going to lose every front to front wedge game. So you hope you hit them before they hit you. It's just really hard. And end game knows that all they have to do is point the weapon at you and they will kill you. So that's, I mean, it's, it, I'm watching it right now. I'm trying. I'm trying to like identify anything, and it's hard because it's like, yep, just end game. It hits them with the disc a whole bunch of times, and then they break. Yep. Like, that one game, hit. Probably. There's that one hit on the chain. That's really it. Like when they're upside down against the shelf and coming back there, and there's like one little clip where I think they clip the chain on that self writer, and then that's the end of it. It's yeah, not even game, all the big hits. It's it's not the two big hits where one sends one wedge completely flying in the other direction, and then then another hit where it just sends Witch Doctor into convulsions in the air. Uh, no, it was just a little one, just a, a yeah. little well-placed hit right on that chain, they, on that self-rider. They came to really bring the pain again this year. The amount of yeah. weapons they brought, like, they just had a stack yeah. of, you know, of weapons at their table. And it's just Fresh scary. one for every really, fight? No problem. Oh, yeah, literally, they had enough to do every fight. Easily, <laughs> if they wanted to put a fresh one on every fight, they could have. And it's scary. They, I mean, they're very big, they're very thick, um, and they can definitely do some damage, for sure, obviously. So... They they came they came to defend the crown that's for sure yeah they've they've also moved to two zero as well and you kind of think I well know. it's 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 a bit ominous when last season they they kind of obviously they beat Tombstone and then they they got beaten by Bloodsport and kind of recovered from there it's very ominous when they're turning up and just at a canter winning against okay it wasn't easy let's not make any mistake but they it seemed simple enough for them to turn over Witch Doctor and kind of turn it on and I mean this is the second big name they've taken out you've got to think. The winner of last year is going on to be number one seed in the preseason. Yeah. Well, that, that that's the thing. Like, uh, uh, 
a champion that doesn't lose all year. That's yeah. the thing. They have to lose to fall out, but it's their it's their loss if they lose. Like they have they the have exactly yeah. Yeah. exactly. Well, yeah, totally. I mean, and they they drove they drove as well as they could. The robot doesn't break. Like like I said, it's 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 the going back and watching season one or season two, and then watching now, it's insane how much better the robots are you can't just rely on your opponent breaking anymore um and not to say that it was like oh well everyone just stunk then but the the reliability i i want to say that machine has improved over the years oh yeah i I don't want to say that as a slight on people who did it before i want to say that as a compliment to the people doing it now Mm because it's so unbelievably impressive how long and how hard robots can uh like how hard of hits they can deal with and how long they can go in a fight and just keep on going. And robots that are not even like, it's, it's the word durable gets thrown around a lot and robots that are known as like durable robots or something. It's just everyone, they're all, they, they all are. Like everybody's yeah. good. And it's in it's just insane how, how much better everybody has gotten. And even just literally look at Endgame alone. I mean, Endgame, I think at one point hat was like, like two and no, did, one, didn't, they have like a long, didn't they have like a long 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 loss streak they they had to go to the desperado didn't they in 2019 and they yeah. and they 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 only won one round of that they lost to minotaur and then they beat cobalt but even then yeah. they, they, they were i think they were one and three that year i think they were one and three plus whatever they were in desperado which okay. was hmm. one and yeah and then i think i think they had one of the longer losing streaks and hmm. then they kept at it and they kept coming back year after year yeah, and when you got look better at 2018 and better and better. end game compared to now it's a they're worlds apart mm. they are it's just end game is a scary machine <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's a bad it's matchup the, it's anyone. the new daft robot it is yeah it really is that's not bite force yeah yeah <laughs> yeah Pretty. and the other thing too like you mentioned is the prep you you win you win fights before you even go to vegas and what i mean by that is the more you the better you are prepared the better you're going to do yep. and so they are probably one of the most prepared teams and they have a, they have a great driver and great robot and it's when you have a great are... great archetype and yeah. you prepare and they have a great design and they're on the peak of anything in the entire sport. So, I mean, right now they're probably like you've said, it's it's their number one seed to lose. Yep. So they're on the top of it. We will see. Um, Brandon and Anthony, thank you very much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks to, for having us. To, to speak. Yeah. Great. Um, with that said, though, I have been Samuel at sixty-four. I've been Steve the American Killjoy. I have been World of Woodrow. <laughs> I'm Tony with P1. And I'm Brandon with P1. (laughs) And the three of us will see you next week for more BattleBots reviews. We'll see you then.